Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on South Water Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. So today we are thinking about the character of Jesus in our Character of Jesus series. And we're thinking about his character of compassion and what that really means. So just before we begin this, I'm just going to introduce who I am, uh, because I'm aware some of you might not have seen me. So I'm Steph, I'm uh, an associate vicar here, um, and yeah, that's probably all you need to know about me. If you want to get to know me more, if you want to have a coffee with me, just grab me, I'm happy to chat and get to know you more as well. But as we think about this thing of compassion, I was really aware that you might disagree with me here, but I think the compassion can often be associated with something that females may be really good at because you might think so I often um when not at this isn't happened at this church but another church it happened where a man came up to me and said Steph I don't know what to do with that person who's crying can you go and look after them and that kind of thing I've heard quite often be say to women by a by a man say can you go and give them a hug I don't know what to do And then I think we just associate with this title of compassion that it's only a thing that a female can do. But I, that is absolutely not right. That is not what compassion is at all. It's not going to hug someone which you don't know what to do when they're crying. It is so much more. Compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering and misfortunes of others. It's you seeing someone who's in need and saying and thinking, oh man, that hurts, what can I do to help them? So you've seen a woman crying, you've seen someone crying and you've gone, I don't know what to do, but I'm worried about this, can you help? That's compassion and that's part of it and that's what we're going to be thinking of today because Jesus acted in the most compassionate, incredible and beautiful and phenomenal ways that he didn't have to do. He didn't have to go and heal people in the way that he did, but he chose to anyway. So we're going to have a look at some slides, and I want to see, I want you to have a think about as you watch them, as you see them, what did these images stir up within you? Thank you. I see these images, and we will talk a little bit more later about each one of those, and I'll explain why I've chosen them. But each one of those evokes or meant something to me about how I had compassion for within each of those images for one reason or another. 
Because we're living in a world that is so desperate and in need of knowing Jesus' love and transforming ways. And yet, I'm going to be real here. There are times when we just walk past the suffering of the world and ignore it. There's times when we walk past that pain or that person because it interrupts our lovely little lives. It interrupts maybe our our middle-class lives or just we're in a rush. And we see somebody in need and, well, I don't want to deal with that today. I know that um, I used to live um, near Liverpool on a place called the Wirral. And whenever I'd get out the train station to go to anything in Liverpool, there's often quite a lot of homeless people around there. And I would often be in a rush on the way to a meeting every time I would ignore them like they weren't even a person. And that isn't a compassionate or good thing to do, but we do it. We ignore it. We think, I can't house a refugee from Ukraine because that would interrupt my life too much. You might have the space to do it, but you still say, I can't do it. Or there is somebody suffering around you and you just like, I don't know how to deal with it, so I'm not going to deal with it and I'm going to leave it and not try to do something anyway. We are really good at ignoring people and not being compassionate. But our reading today focuses on Jesus' never-ending compassion for others. And this, this reading today comes as part of a whole series of compassionate acts that Jesus carries out. It starts in Matthew chapter 8, and we see Jesus heal a man with leprosy, We see him healing the centurion servant. We see him heal many, it says. We see him calm a storm. We see him restore to demon-possessed men. We see him forgive and heal a paralyzed man. We see him healing a bleeding woman. We see him raising a girl from the dead. And we come to today's reading, and he heals the blind man, the mute, and then many more people. Jesus was busy. He was a busy man carrying out healing acts and and incredible things to make people's lives easier, to, to free them from desperation and pain and suffering because he had compassion for these people. And that isn't even all of the acts of healing. That's just a series of them. There's many, many more, and probably some that... We, we don't read about, because he says in the reading today, he asked uh, two, of the, the two, people, two of the people that were healed not to tell anyone. But they went and told people anyway, because they've been healed, they're excited, they're freed from their pain, they're freed from whatever was constraining them and holding back, so they went and told people. But there's probably people that Jesus healed who didn't say anything, because Jesus told them not to. There's people that would have just gone, would have been thankful and weren't, it just, they didn't put it down in the Bible because there were so many other things and they got to choose what to put in. in so what, otherwise, we'd probably have a Bible like that. The world at the time of Jesus was broken. It was full of pain and agony and full of a hurt, full of sickness and desperation, physical illness, mental illness, cultural and historical, which all needed healing or in need of freedom for the people to be set free. Has anything changed? We're still in a world that needs people to be set free. 
We just stood here and prayed for a load of people who we know who are really unwell at the moment. And there's many, many more people around the world. We turn on the news and we see the desperation of the need of healing of a country. And there's multiple of those. There's so much pain going on in the world. Jesus had compassion for these people. He felt sympathy and sadness for the suffering of others and wanted to help them. So he did. There's a word that's used. So originally, you might be shocked to know, the Bible wasn't originally written in English. It was uh, written in, in ancient Greek or Aramaic. It was written in different languages. But the word that is used, I'm not even going to try and say it, but it's that one, the one in italics. For those of you who want to try and say that, you're welcome. I'm not going to. But that word it is the strongest word for pity in the Greek language. And it describes the compassion which moves a person to the deepest depths of their being. It's not found in classic Greek. It's not found in the Septuagint, which is the earliest Greek translation of the Old Testament. The fact is, it's a word coined by these people alone. They needed to find a word to describe what they were seeing Jesus do and how Jesus was feeling. So they made up a word. Because he was moved so greatly. The compassion Jesus felt was deep. It was so strong. It's, it's as if it's a churning of guts. That sounds gross, doesn't it? But you like, we say that often, like our guts are like the second brain. Often when you're anxious, your tummy feels funny, doesn't it? Or you're, and it was that kind of moving. It moved every part of him. And it was pass, a passive voice which suggests that it was involuntary. Jesus is not moved by the heady ideal of it. He's obliged to obey. This feeling of compassion runs deep and at the level of the heart and soul and spirit. A compassion that wells up within him like an overflowing spring that cannot be stopped. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that beautiful that this man who is all-powerful, first of all chose to come and dwell among us, chose to love us, chose to come and die for our sins of the world. His, his task was to come and proclaim the kingdom. That was his, that was number one task. There was no doubt that part of it wasn't to do healings and acts of miracles as well, but his task was to proclaim the kingdom. And as he's journeying around, he, he was famous. People knew who he was. People were talking about him. People were coming up to him because they knew who he was and wanted to be healed. The woman who was bleeding just touched him and she was healed. He went to go and help people. He had crowds around him and people lowered bodies in through the roof because they loved him and wanted to get close to him for their friend to be healed. You know, you might have seen uh, in, like, in films or just on the news of paparazzis of people trying to get from A to B, but there's so many people wanted to take photographs of them, they can't move. You've seen images like that? You probably have on the news or in films. This, I imagine, is what it would have been like for Jesus. He probably went in the some parts when he was traveling in busy towns and cities. He might not have been able to move from one area to the other because pe when people found out who he was, they would want to get close to him. 
but also it wouldn't always be safe for him. People wanted to get rid of him too. So he would tell people, don't tell people that I've done this for you. He'd want to be a bit incognito at the same time. It would have taken him time to heal all of these people. Yet Jesus chose to do it anyway. Now this word for compassion that is used, it's not just used in this instance. It's also used in the book of Mark when Jesus heals a leper, a man who had not been touched for years. You might think, great, no, I don't want anyone near me. <laughs> Never want anyone to touch me. But imagine that you've been isolated. We're naturally beings that are social people or social beings. But to be isolated, to have no one come anywhere near you, probably not to speak to you, and yet Jesus was so moved with compassion, he came and healed this man and touched him. Because he had that moving within his, within his innermost being that needs to heal him. Now I wonder, has there been a moment when you felt moved in compassion like this? When you felt so deeply about a situation, it literally turned your stomach. I think I can stand here and safely say that you probably all felt that way about people in the Ukraine. Or people, refugees fleeing Iran. Or parts of Africa. Or any part of the world. When people are so desperate, they get on a boat to risk their life. You're moved with compassion. But what do you do? I imagine those who are, are mums or mother figures have been moved compassion for those that you parent, those that you care for. I said earlier that I sometimes think that compassion isn't necessarily something that... that men see as a natural thing to do, or they, they think it's not something for them, but it absolutely is. I have a very close uh, a family relative, I'll call him my father-in-law, and some of you will know some of my story that when I was uh, about four weeks before I got married, my, um, one of my best friends was killed in a hit and run. And when I found out, I literally dropped to my knees because I was so gutted, so... Pain, I was in pain because I loved Emma so much, or love her so much. And this person, this, the manliest of men that I know, physically picked me up, put me in a safe place, gave me the best cup of tea I've ever drank in my life, and cared for me with deep compassion as he saw his future daughter-in-law in tears. Because he was moved with compassion for me as he saw me in pain, and that might seem tiny, but in that moment for me, that act of compassion was huge. So for somebody fleeing their life, an act of compassion for, from us is going to feel a mighty lot bigger. It is important and significant for us to act in the way of Jesus. We're doing this series of the character of Jesus, because as a Christian, 
we are, we are encouraged to strive to be like Jesus. And part of that is to be compassionate, is to love others as Jesus loved, to, to, to have our hearts broken for what breaks his. Jesus didn't have to heal all those people. But he did because he was moved with compassion for them. Because the world looks so in such a terrible state around and the people were in such distress around him, he couldn't sit around and do nothing. So he healed people, physically, mentally, historically, because the need was so great. But he saw that that need was so great, so he asked for help. The workers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. The good of a harvest can go to waste if there are no workers to take advantage of that glut. Jesus warned us that the opportunities to meet human need and bring people into his kingdom may be wasted because of a shortage of workers. If we don't act and stand up and do what Jesus called us to do, all the harvest out there of those people whose lives are in need of transformation is going to go to waste if we don't act as Jesus did. If we aren't willing to have, to give up a bit of time to care for someone and act with compassion. Because if you act with compassion and love someone, someone's going to know that you're acting differently from others around you or around them. They're going to see that something different in you. I get asked all the time, Steph, there's something different about you, or why do you do that? Why do you give 10% of your income when that could be a really nice holiday away to help people? Why do you give up your time? Why, when you could have a job that earns so much more money, do you choose to live this life? Because I want the people of the world to know and love Jesus. I want those, I am moved with compassion for the people, for the world, because I want them to know Jesus. I want to give up my spare time and come in on my days off because I want people's lives to be transformed. Because I'm moved with compassion for the pain that I see in the world. So, Caitlin, could you put those images back on the screen? I'm just going to go through with them one by one, and I want to tell you what I see. I chose dogs because I love dogs, and I know lots of you like dogs. But what we do to our, our creatures and our world, what we do to them, that moves me to compassion. It makes me want to have a dog's home in my house. Can I have the next one? This is a refugee camp. It isn't a life. It's not home. It's a bed to hang your washing on. Oh, I just want those people to be safe. That's what I see. My heart just breaks for this world, for what is happening in the Ukraine. It's not just the Ukraine. It may feel more real because it feels more on our doorstep. But I don't think I need to say more. I don't know if any of you know what this is or where it is. 
Uh, this is an island. I can't remember if it's in Belfast or Dublin. I saw this when I was a child, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't really understand what famine was. This is a statue of um, the famine that's to represent the famine that happened in Ireland, the potato famine. And I, didn't un I just didn't understand, but I remember crying to my mum because I was afraid that would happen to me. That isn't that long ago, and it's happening all around the world still. This is on the border of Mexico and the US. It's a, a, some seesaws. This breaks my heart that this is, has to happen. That this is the way that they play is through seesaws through a wall. The brokenness of our world. This is Telford. Somebody said to me when I, wanted a, when I um, said I was going to be moving here for a job, why would you want to go to Telford? Why would you want to go to Telford? The line that then was used, they looked dead between their eyes. That was what was said to me. I disagree, but that was her experience of it. It's a place that needs life. It needs this church here. It needs people like you to tell the little and the least and the lost about the love of Jesus Christ. You're all here for a reason. You're in church as well. You've chosen to be here. You could be have your feet up or some of you might be enjoying a nice Sunday lunch. This place needs us. It needs Jesus. It needs his hands and feet, his workers, because the workers are few, but the harvest is plenty. Jesus, the saviour of the world, asked those around him to act. I'm so ready to act because my heart is full of compassion for our world. But I also want to say that does not mean that everything that stirs your heart you have to act on. Because we've also got to be well to act in those places that we are most passionate about to serve in those places that we are most compassionate about. But my heart breaks. But does yours? Because your hands are needed. Your kindness is needed. Your prayers are needed. Your giftings are needed to serve the people that are in Telford and in the surrounding areas and wherever it is that you are, that you live, and that you serve. Jesus didn't have to heal those people, but he was filled with compassion that was so, so deep that a new word had to be formed because there was no other way of describing it. We don't have to heal, we don't have to do everything, but we should do something. As we draw this service to a close today, I want us to stand. And I'm 
want us to, we're going to pray. If you want to put a hand out to the outside or there's something in your heart that you want to pray for, maybe it's a, you want to be reminded, you want to find a picture on your phone of something that you want to pray for, I'm just going to pray for us and then invite um, Amy and James to lead us in worship. Amy and James, sorry, Harry and Amy. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you that you taught us about compassion, that you were a compassionate person, and you showed us how to do it, Lord. You showed us how to love and to care for people. And I pray for all of us here that you would show us how it is that we have to act with compassion for others. You will give us the words. You'll give us the ways, maybe the funds, the abilities. And you'll stir our hearts for those areas as well. God, we pray that you will, your spirit will move in the place of Telford in this land. In the shops and the people walk through the park. As people walk up to Hollinswood, into Lawley, into Wellington, Sturgeon, all the surrounding places and into Shropshire. And we pray, Lord, that you will change the land. You will stir more hearts with compassion to help the little and the least and the lost. Those with broken pasts and broken hearts and broken lives. Lord God, show us where it is that we need to pour our energy into. Where it is that we need to act with compassion in what areas? Because we're not you, Lord. We're not omnipotent or powerful beings, but we have your strength. So, Lord, show the where we've got to be, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telferminster, follow us at Telferminster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telferminster.org.uk.